welcome to Your Future Starts Now, the go-to podcast for extraordinary women who are ready to step into their next chapter with authentic confidence. I'm your host, Gia Lakwa, empowerment coach, motivational speaker, children's book author, and girl mom. Whether you're a corporate powerhouse or an entrepreneur, this show is designed for you. Your Future Starts Now is more than just a podcast. It's a movement, a movement towards rewriting the rules of success for high-achieving women. Are you ready to get unstuck and step into your next chapter? If so, you're exactly where you need to be. Your future starts now. Welcome to Your Future Starts Now. I'm your host, Gia Lacqua. Thanks for tuning in. Today, I am so excited to introduce you to Mylene Eastler. Mylene is the founder of MLA HR Consulting and Coaching. She's a certified high-performance coach with over a decade of experience as an HR leader. She transitioned from corporate America, recognizing the pressing need for a fresh approach to high-performing habits and employee engagement. Her specialization lies in introducing a hybrid of personal excellence, high performance, and mental fitness principles to both large and small corporations, igniting team engagement, productivity, and cultivating a thriving corporate culture. Mylene, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, I love, love listening to that introduction. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We have, you and I have some similar similarities in terms of our background. We have similar paths. We both have many years of experience in corporate America um, and transitioned out of that and, and went into the coaching world. So tell us a little bit about your backstory and how you got to where you are today. Yes. Um, well, I tried to give you maybe the shorter version, but yeah, if you have met me maybe 15 years ago, I would be your definition of a working bee. Um, I call that your corporate trooper. I loved executing, taking orders, and making sure my leaders were happy. Um, that's really kind of like how I approach my career. Um, the thing that things that I weren't um, really comfortable doing with is just like raising my voice in a way that allows me to share my unique ideas. Uh, disagreeing with authorities or, you know, being the first who speak. These are the things that I felt like, no, this was not me. It has a lot to do, of course, with my upbringing. Um, so I, most likely people are listening to this podcast, so they would not see me. But I'm Swiss. I was born and raised in Switzerland, but my background, uh, my parents are from the Philippines. And in the Filipino culture, you do not disobey your authorities, your parents, your elderly. So I brought that with me in the way I approach my career. Um, so yeah, it, I thought that's how you approach your corporate career. You make sure you make your leaders happy. You climb up the corporate ladder and that's it. And looking around, I saw many of my colleagues, my peers and my leaders all having similar experience mm -hmm. when it comes to, you know, not really feeling fulfilled with their career and constantly exhausted. So I thought that's the norm. And for me, uh, you know, I was a mother of a newborn baby back then. And I felt like, hey, you know what, there's, you know, it's just, it's how it is, basically, right? I was constantly, you know, I gave all of my energy into my work, leaving me with almost no energy when it comes to my baby, my husband back then. But again, I thought that was normal, right? Um, and then that were, that, you know, like, 
when it, everything changed with the, with the birth of my second child, my daughter. It was a very complicated labor in a way that it was definitely not planned. Uh, you know, it, the, the, I had a surgery, it took for hours. And when I opened up my eyes, the doctors made it very clear that I cannot see my baby yet. I cannot hold my baby. Um, I was too weak. It was really for the safety of my child where the doctor said like, hey, you really need to prioritize your own well-being. You really need to rest first, get your energy back, get your power back. And I'm just like, wait a minute, like I want to hold my baby, Mm. but okay, fine. It is what it is. So the doctor told, the doctors told me, focus on your nutrition, move your body, get more rest, right? And then we'll see. So all three things we always hear from our doctors, from all the people out there is like, yeah, all these three you need to focus on a little bit more. But for me, I never had the strong why to actually really do it. This time it was clear. I want to hold my baby. I want to be with my baby. So these three things suddenly felt like, of course, I'm going to do it. Um, luckily, after a few days, I had the energy, the power back, and I was able to really see my baby girl for the first time. Um, but this entire experience really was very eye-opening to me. Um, really, this sole focus on focusing on you and you first before you take care of others. You know, this oxygen mask, put it on you first before you help others. It was really a, a great example. And that experience ignited my entire self-development journey um, where, you know, I read all the books, <laughs> I went to YouTube and really looked at all the videos out there. I think that's how all of us start our self-development journey. Yeah. Um, and it quickly led me to sports athletes. And what I found most interesting there was not necessarily their physical capabilities. Of course, they're excelling in what they're doing. But I was more fascinated in their mental fitness, right? Their um, growth mindset, their commitment, the discipline that they were showing, right? All of that was just like something that I was always amazed. But just reading through the stories of these sports athletes, I was wondering back then, without being an athlete myself, what would happen if I would apply the mindset and I would actually do have the lifestyle of a sports athlete as well, right? Um, so I did. Um, so I kind of changed my routine, my lifestyle, um, really focusing on energy management back then a lot. And you can imagine at the beginning, my body and mind were like, what the hell? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what is this? Why are we doing this to ourselves? But mm-hmm. I stuck with it. Um, and then slowly it became a routine and then it became second nature to me. And that's how I live my life. And then suddenly, slowly, but surely I saw my energy is super like unstoppable. Um, my focus was really sharp. I had the confidence level back then started back then. Like I never had that before. Like I was not afraid anymore to stand out, to share my ideas, um, to share ideas that were different to any of my peers, even leaders. That was totally fine. Right. So suddenly I saw a different version of me showing up to really make an impact, especially that, um, that time I was really serving as an HR leader and I was able to really turn things around in that organization because I was not holding myself back. 
Mm-hmm. So from a professional perspective, that was this entire change was amazing. But more importantly for me, it was really like I suddenly like finally have the had the energy, the engagement as well when it comes to, you know, at home with my two kids now, um, also my husband, I was absolutely present with uh, present with them. And that's the biggest gift I was able to give myself that I was equally engaged and energized in my work as as, as I am in my um, personal life. Wow, what an incredible, incredible story. Thank you for sharing. There's so much to unpack in that. I don't even know where to start. So, I, I mean, first of all, just going back to kind of like where you found yourself, I think resonates so much with high achieving women in the sense that we're overwhelmed and unfulfilled and we accept it, right? We we accept it until the pain is so great that it forces us to make a change. And um, that's that's really sad. It's it's sad. And so I think you know having the power within to look at that and question yourself and where you are and reaching out for help, right? And and recognizing there there is a different way to do things is so important. I also think you touched upon the conditioning. Um, of growing up, right? And and whether it's cultural, society, family, right? We, especially as women, we're conditioned to think, act, behave in a certain way. And I think even just the way traditional education systems are set up in terms of discipline and test taking, um, you know, we're, we're sort of raised in that environment. So it's, not surprising that we carry that with us into the business world, right? And nobody taught us differently. And so to sort of be able to reflect upon that and have that self-awareness to say, wow, there's a lot of things that are holding me back, but they're really from my own past experiences. And to undo that, it can be really hard. And I, I call it this, the concept of unlearning. It's unlearning the things you've learned that have driven your success. And now it's time to realize that that's not going to help you anymore. Um, so, I mean, it's an incredible story in terms of, you know, the transformation that you went through. And obviously the most powerful why in the world is your baby, <laughs> right? And, you know, becoming a mother, obviously there's nothing like that. And so, you know, it does, it does put things in a very different perspective. Um, you talked about, you know, the things you mentioned are, so inspiring and like things that I think everybody wants more energy, right? Everybody wants more energy. Everybody wants to be more present with their family, with their friends at work. So tell us a little bit about, you talked about energy management. Tell tell us about what that means to you and how you made that shift in terms of like, what habits did you implement? What changes did you have to make in order to reap the benefits? Yeah, no. Um, well, thanks for that question, because it's really one of the most important work I do with my clients, with the companies I'm serving. It's really like the habits or the things that you do on a daily basis truly determines your success um, or failure. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, depending where you want to go there. Um, so what you do on a daily basis matter. And that's the first thing I actually change in the way I 
approach my career, my life is really like, okay, look at the way I really kind of like my entire day. If you like look at like the start of your day until the end of the day, what are the key things that I can control that actually will really impact my energy? And it's really about an energizing morning routine is important. But you can only have a sustainable morning routine if you focus on your bedtime routine as well. So mm. the bookends of your days um, really, really matter. Um, and that's where, you know, like when it comes to energy management, it focuses really on three components overall. It's, um, you know, utilizing movement, nutrition, as well as recovery to really work on sustainable high performance, right? So, um, but when it comes to daily habits that you can control that truly focuses on your physical as well as mental strength and agility it's really about movement um, really having and you know, how you start your day is important so I work on an energizing morning routine with all of my clients um, and movement is part of that really start your day before everyone wakes up right basically is so important and do everything that you can do in the morning in a way that allows you to not only, you know, movement is super easy. People's like, of course, I'm going to work out in the morning. Yes, that's great. That's one thing. But what you also want to focus on and mental fitness is also a big part of our work. And mental fitness is really about do you have, you know, like how you respond to any life challenges should mm -hmm. be coming from an uplifting or positive way rather than energy draining and negative. So we're focusing on meditation as well. We're working on journaling as well. So all of this, if you can do that in the morning, really how you start your day will determine how you actually, you know, how how your day will work out for you. So when the morning, when the day is one of the key things um, that I work with my clients or so energizing morning, morning routine is important. And throughout the day, of course, you need to um, focus on nutri your nutrition. So I have actually a partner in my business. She's a nutritionist and she really helps my individual clients to really have a nutrition strategy that helps them to feel fueled. And it's not about having just a green salad mm -hmm. and have your water here and you're fine. It's just like, no, really see food as a fuel, yeah. right? And have really an understanding, like, where do you feel energized after, you know, a lunch with a heavy pasta bowl or pizza? You're not going to feel ready to have that work presentation, right? But, you know, things like that we are working on throughout the day to really have all of these fuel for performance strategy kind of like really look, you know, like, um, um, like distributed throughout your day. Um, and then also, again, I talked about the importance of having a be bedtime routine, a consistent bedtime routine to really allow you to be ready um, for your next day and really have a good night rest of sleep. If there's one high performance um, kind of tool that you need to master, it starts with sleep. Mm. Right. So, um, so these are some of the components that we're working on when it comes to energy management. It's really about having the right habits throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So powerful. And the bedtime routine isn't just for our children, right? It applies no, to us as it, well. It applies to us. We need to signal our body and mind that, hey, it's about, you know, it's about to, you know, your bedtime routine is so important because the older we get, I'm not sure, you know, if it's just me, but it's getting harder to yeah. fall asleep. And if yeah. we don't have a consistent way of falling asleep, it will be hard for our body and mind to know, like, 
When is it like go time? When is it like you know、mm-hmm. sleep time? It's like having this consistent way of you know slowing down will truly get you ready for an amazing good night's sleep. Absolutely, I, I see it with myself. I also see it in my children. It's like we're so overstimulated, right? We're constantly、yes. going and doing and. You know, interacting, and then it's hard once you sit down and you're like, okay, now what? <laughs> to your point, it's how do you get into that state of mind because it's both physical and mental. So, yeah, it's a it's a great point. I want to ask you a question about. Implementing these habits, right?、Mm-hmm. So for people, and I, I love the way you kind of frame out this is concept of holistic health, right? It's not one thing or another. It's how do you sleep and how you're eating and small habits like meditation and journaling and your morning routine.、Um, it can be a lot, right? That could be overwhelming for somebody who's not doing any of these things to say,、mm-hmm. oh, now you want me to do all these things, right? And it sounds great,、um, but one thing that I know holds back a lot of women is. The time constraints.、Mm-hmm. So, my question to you is: What advice do you have for women listening to this, saying, "Wow, I really want to implement some of those habits," but, Mylene, I just I don't have the time. Oh, time—the <laughs> biggest blocker, right, when it comes to personal development. Well, of course, you know, time is definitely one of the biggest. Challenge many of my clients are raising as well. That's why, of course, you need to look at it individually. But overall, I would say ninety percent of my clients, they will have they will have time in the morning. It is brutal at the beginning to your morning routine, but in the morning, there are less excuses. Mm-hmm. Less obstacles, right?、Mm-hmm. So I think you know when it comes to that, at you know, like you need to also think about all of these habits that I'm laying out. Of course, they serve a purpose; they have the benefits. But what are the things that you feel like you need, right? Start with that, and if you know that they are truly impacting your energy, your focus, your presence, really put that in the morning, first thing in the morning. And I know it's going to be brutal. That's why it's going to be key to have an accountability partner throughout your journey, especially at the beginning. Have a structure, have a plan, and have a plan that works for you. I try to say, like, hey, you know, don't, you know, people say like, oh, but that's too much, right? Too many habits at the same time. If that doesn't work for you, do a staggered approach,、mm-hmm. right? In a way that okay, start with the things that you enjoy the most, right? And then add on. And sometimes you know you can also break them apart and say like, I do them in the morning. Some of them are going to be done, you know, during bedtime routine. That's fine too. But the majority of the people, if they can, right? That is where I highly, highly. Urge them to do everything in the morning because again, once they're done, they're done. There's some momentum that you are creating by doing、sure. all of this in the morning, and expect that it's going to be brutal. It's going to be hard、yeah. at the beginning, and、um, but know that you know it takes a few you know weeks until you're there, and then suddenly you're you know you miss doing them. Like if you don't do them, just like oh my god, something is missing, and then you continue doing them, becomes second nature to you, and then. Suddenly, it's just like how you live your life, right? So just know that it is going to be uncomfortable at the beginning, maybe even painful, but staying consistent. And again, the power of an accountability partner is going to be the、mm-hmm. secret ingredient, maybe for many of you guys.、Mm-hmm. Um, that is where I highly recommend to really have a plan, um, to、mm-hmm. to really get you know get this,、uh, give this a try. Yeah, and I love the concept of start small, right? It it could be something that focus on the things that interest you that
seem appealing to you and do one thing at a time. You're, you, you know, don't bite off more than you can chew. Start with one small habit, right? That you can implement and feel comfortable doing that consistently to your point. Once you have that, maybe then start to add on so that yeah. it's more of a process than, than an overnight shift. I think the other thing is it, that's important to recognize. I can tell you for my own personal development journey and from my own experience, I used to be um, the biggest proponent of the time excuse, right? I don't have the time. And, and it's an excuse because, and I hear it from so many women, and that's a hard truth to hear, but we're so focused on taking care of everybody else's needs. We neglect our own, right? We're so focused on our family, our spouse, our children, people at work, our teams, right? There's so many other things that we're focused on we tend to not focus on ourselves, right? And that's the, the self-neglect. And then that's when our wellness starts to deteriorate at some point. And so I think recognizing that, you know, for me personally, I saw self-care as something that was selfish mm. or something that I didn't need. It was, sounded nice for other people, but, you know, it wasn't something that I needed, right? Um, and I felt like if I was taking time out to do something for myself, I was taking time away from someone else or something else. And I really struggled with that for a very, very long time. And in working with my own coach, I was able to shift my perspective and realizing that to your point, the oxygen mask, right? If we're not caring for ourselves, we are gonna be not helpful to anybody else. And so again, just starting with a small habit. You know, sharing my story, when the doctors told me, take care of yourself, I'm just like, I don't wanna do it. Like, I want to hold my baby, right? And then, you know, for me, it's all about having a strong why. So it is important if you are, you know, starting your own journey and you want to implement new things into your life, right? Um, you really need to get connected to that core why that you have. Why is this important? Why, what does this enable you to do? right? What's the version of you, you know, like your future self, like what mm -hmm. is this person doing and why is this important, right? Mm -hmm. Why is this change needed? And that's the one thing I would like to add there is because, yeah, you know, like all of these habits are going to be hard. If you don't have a strong why after a week or even after a few days, right, this is most likely not going to be sustainable. So I think that's really something that I, you know, want to urge there as well. Yeah, the why to ground you, mm -hmm. remind you why this is important when you do kind of lose that focus or the motivation is, yeah. is super important. So as you transitioned out of the corporate world, I want to talk about your career transition. Um, and I think you and I probably, it's safe to say, both went to, through some sort of process of reinvention or a rebirth, right? And a lot of that ties into, I know for me, a lot of it was tied to identity and that that was a big shift. So I'm curious for you, if you could talk a little bit about what does reinvention mean to you and how did you navigate the journey of kind of shedding some of those old identities, like we talked about in the beginning, some of those ingrained beliefs that you had um, to embrace a new version of yourself? Well, it's interesting. Um, you know, when you were talking about the development, what needs to, what you need to unlearn in order to get this new version of you, I always say like this, 
this version of us that will make the biggest impact is already in us, right? Mm. We just need to let it out step yeah. by step. Um, so for me, it's like, it's so funny. I feel like when it comes to being an entrepreneur and being in this business, having your own business, um, you have to, you, you need to face your challenges, your fear on a daily basis, right? It's a constant roller coaster of emotions. And if you're not equipped or you're not ready facing these challenges, it's going to be hard for you because all the insecurities that you have over, you know, like all of that, right? It comes up all the time, especially if you're, you know, if you have your business and your business is all about self-development, promoting your, your idea, your strategy, yourself. It's all about really facing um, your fears and allowing yourself to shine mm -hmm. in a way that allows you to really, to your point, unlearn all of the things that we feel like we shouldn't say that. We, you know, like we can't do this because what will people say, right? Yeah. The fear of judgment, feeling that we're making ourselves too big because people are not feeling comfortable seeing mm -hmm. us shine, you know, and do our thing. You know, all of that, we need to be clear of what we are here to do. And, you know, we all have a unique gift that is just waiting for us to, you know, get it out there and really spread our own magic in this in this in this world and if we are not facing those challenges those fears that we have we can't really really allow again that version of us to really come out yeah it's so true and i i see it with so many high achieving women that you know even though we are successful there's still that inner critic and the self-doubt that is consistent. And whether you're a leader in the corporate world or an entrepreneur, it just shows up differently, right? It, it comes out differently. To your point, it's facing those fears and coming to terms with them um, and, and overcoming them because it's the fear that's driving the behavior, right? When we allow the fear to take over, then we're driven by fear instead of driven by, to your point, our purpose and our why. Mm -hmm. And so that's a really big um, mindset shift. And I'm, I'm just curious, any other tips or strategies that you want to share in terms of how you were able to identify and overcome self-doubt, right? When you stepped into those uncharted territories. Yeah. So there's one thing I just actually just recently heard, which actually offered an amazing reframe when it comes to, you know, as a female leader, I think many of us, as well as our clients, right? We we, we all struggle with what we call the imposter syndrome. I think mm -hmm. we all read at least one book, listened to plenty of podcasts, how to overcome it. Um, and I do, I, I just recently learned this reframe, which I found it was so powerful. It was just, um, you know, our, our friend, Mel Robbins, mm -hmm. <laughs> offered like, if you think about those situations where we felt insecure, um, where we are doubting our capabilities, these are often situations where we are new to the challenge, maybe new to the team, right? So in those, many of those instances or events, we are not really an imposter. We're just a beginner, right? Mm -hmm. So with that, knowing that, of course, you're going to have insecurities if you start something new. In our world, right? In our journey as an entrepreneur, of course, we're insecure about how is this still going to work, right? Yeah. How is this new social media marketing going to work? Of course, we mm -hmm. feel insecure because we're new to it. 
Yeah. And once we get used to, you know, having a little more experience to what we're doing, we don't feel that insecure anymore. And there is no question about, oh, am I imposter or not? So that's one thing. Yeah. Um, and then the second part, and this is a powerful exercise that I'm doing for myself and um, some of my female leaders. It's really about see her, feel her to become her. Meaning, you know, especially if you're not there yet and you have this audacious goal and it requires a different version of you or maybe the version of you that is actually waiting to be, you know, to be right. Know what her day will look like. Mm -hmm. Know what she's feeling. How will, you know, her look, all the details, the different senses. And this is a powerful exercise that I received from one of my mentors. And it's really a game changer because that's a powerful tool to really start reprogram your, reprogram your body, your mind to really see where are we going, right? Mm -hmm. And you start channeling those feelings and you have the strong vision of you and how that will look like. And you start acting the way she will, right? That is going to truly then really, you know, the results will start to trickle in. Yeah. So that's really one powerful tool I can offer that worked for me and many of my clients, not only female, but sure, as well. sure. No, that's so powerful. I, I think taking the time out to really reflect on that, right? And thinking about what is that vision? What does she look like? What What is it that I want to do? How do I want to act? How do I want to feel? And mm -hmm. and creating that vision, whether it's writing it down in a journal or a vision board, right? Working with a coach that can be super powerful. Yeah. You also talked about, you know, with the self-doubt piece, not having the experience, right? And a great tip from, from, from our friend Mel, like you're just a beginner, right? You're new to something, you need to learn it. It's interesting because when I talk to my clients and I ask them, what gives you that sense of confidence, right? Describe mm -hmm. a time where you felt confident. Most often what I hear is, I have the knowledge and experience. Mm -hmm. yeah. So no wonder if you're thrown into a situation where you don't necessarily have one or the other or both, you're not going to be confident. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's natural, but you know, it's recognizing it, having that self-awareness to overcome it is, is really the important piece of this. And it's interesting because if we call it imposter syndrome, it feels like there's something wrong with me, right? Yes. But we're all, we all were in a situation where we're new to something. Totally. And once we understand, of course we're a beginner, of course we're lacking experience or knowledge. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I'll just take the time to learn if it's important to me, right? Yeah. So it's not, we're not staying in our head and we're yeah. just getting into action mode. Absolutely. And that's so important, especially again, I think we're, we're, we're using the word imposter syndrome too often yeah. and it often feels like there's something wrong with us. Yeah. Yeah. Syndrome must be something wrong with me. Right? <laughs> of course. So in this podcast, we talk a lot about Mylene redefining success. I would love to know how do you define success today and how has that definition evolved for you over time? Yeah, so success before was all about making people happy, right? And that was my definition of success as a people pleaser. Yes. <laughs> Guilty of that one. Yeah. That was my Same definition here. of success. It's just yeah. making everyone happy regardless how I feel, 
Yeah. And now success is all about making imp- impact in the most powerful way, in the most sustainable way, where I can shine professionally as well as personally. So for me, it's really a holistic success that I'm looking for. It's mm-hmm. just like making an impact in the most sustainable way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's the impact. I think sometimes we have a hard time teasing out people pleasing from being effective and having impact, right? I think there's there's a difference, but sometimes it's hard for us to filter out the people-pleasing part when we are in service to others. Mm-hmm. And so really getting granular on that level can be really impactful. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, any other advice that you have for our listeners who might be grappling with their own fears right now or self-doubt or thinking about making a change or a transition, anything else that you would like to share? I think it's all about taking action at this point. And sometimes it's hard to feel like, okay, what actions to take? And for me, going back to, you know, what we've discussed before, it's all about what you do on a daily basis. So start small, but start now. Take mm-hmm. action mm-hmm. and focus on the things that you can control. And what you can control is really your daily habits. It's that mm-hmm. simple. Yeah. And once you get that energy slowly but surely, more inspiration will come from that. And it's going to, you know, step by step, you start building momentum. So it's really that's like start taking action by really reviewing your daily habits and change them. Yeah. Incredible. Mylene, I love the work that you're doing. I feel so inspired and energized just from this conversation. I want to thank you for being here today and sharing your insights and expertise. Where can our listeners find more about you and the work that you do? Um, social media, of course. So <laughs> connect with me um, on Instagram. It's Mylene.Eastler or LinkedIn, where I share a little bit more of newsletters um, and also kind of like things that you can do on a daily basis at work to help you with your success, whatever you're looking for. Um, and yeah, my website, it's um, www.career-athlete.com. Perfect. And of course, you can visit my website, gialacqua.com. Reach out to me on Instagram at gialacqua with thoughts, feedback, comments, and questions on this topic and what topics you'd like to hear about in future episodes. This is Gia signing off with gratitude for your time and energy. Our mic drops, but the movement continues. Until next time, your next chapter is waiting.